This episode is brought to you by 2 Before Performance Nutrition. 2 Before is a natural sports performance supplement made from New Zealand blackcurrant berries. There's a growing body of evidence behind these berries for improving endurance and kickstarting recovery. With a sweet and tangy berry flavor, you can mix it in water, juice, sports drinks, and smoothies. For optimal results, drink daily 30 to 60 minutes before training. Use code INDIANA30 online at 2before.com for 30% off 20-pack products and free shipping. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Indiana Runner podcast. My name is Josh Puccinelli, and this is my portion of the podcast where I sit down with some of the best coaches and athletes from around the state, past and present. We discuss the highs and lows of their running or coaching journeys, the key insights they've gained along the way, and often dive into the bigger picture beyond the course of the track, the things that make them human, not just elite runners or coaches. The following is a conversation with 2001 Bloomington South grad Jesse Davis. Jesse was twice nearly All-State in cross-country, finishing 36th his junior year and 40th his senior year. In track, Jesse was a member of the state meet record-setting 4x800 team his sophomore year. Upon graduation, Jesse joined the Cardinals of All-State. After two years, the program was unfortunately cut, and Jesse transferred to the University of Southern Indiana. At USI, Jesse was 10-time All-Great Lakes Valley Conference and a one-time All-American in the Indoor 800. Since graduating from USI, Jesse has gone on to qualify for three Olympic trials, represent the U.S. in the World 50K Championships and World 100K Championships, become USATF Masters Club Cross Country Champion, 10K Champion, and Half Marathon Champion, and recently PR'd in the marathon a week before his 42nd birthday in 217.30 for number 15 all-time by an Indiana alumni and qualifying for this year's marathon trials. During this conversation, we talked Jesse's introduction to the sport, transitioning from being a sprinter in middle school to a distance runner in high school, what it was like winning state in the 4x8, deciding to go to Ball State and then USI, becoming more de- dedicated to his training throughout college, making the transition to the half marathon and marathon post-college, the highs and lows of his post-collegiate running journey, hitting the OTQ for three different Olympic trials, what's kept him going and excited about running into his 40s, how he was able to PR at age 41, and much more. Jesse's story is one of pure love for the sport. There's a very small group of people who have done what Jesse has done, competing at such a high level into his 40s. Driven by a desire to always be challenging himself and pursuing what excites him in the sport, Jesse shows no sign of slowing down. I'm excited to see where the sport takes him in the future. As always, thank you all for listening to and supporting this podcast. We couldn't do it without you. Hope you all enjoy this conversation as much as I did. Without further ado, I give you Jesse Davis. All right, Jesse, welcome to the Indiana Runner podcast. How's it going? It's going great. And thanks for having me. Uh, it's uh, really a, a pleasure anytime I get asked to do these things. Yeah, absolutely. Excited to have you. Excited to dig into your story. So you're in Nebraska now. How's the the weather this time of year? Uh, this week has been fantastic, but uh, earlier uh, and probably my two most critical weeks it was like colder than antarctica so (laughs) with a lot of snow so i I was putting in a lot of treadmill treadmill miles i think uh in two weeks i i had about uh over 200 miles on the treadmill (laughs) that sounds terrible (laughs) uh you know i kind of got in uh to a treadmill groove uh towards the end of the first week so it, it ended up being okay <laughs> okay there you go do you just have like a, a standard treadmill or do you have like a, a peloton or anything fancy like that um i have 
I forgot the name of it, but um, one of the conditions uh, when we moved to Omaha was I told my wife I had to get a good treadmill uh, <laughs> just because I had to do workouts like I have had to recently. Um, so it goes up to uh, 13.5 miles per hour. So when I need to go faster, where most treadmills, you know, go up to only 12. So right. so that, that actually came in handy a few times uh, for the first time since we've lived here. So I was happy about that. At there least. you go. Yeah, that's good. So you're back outside this past week? Oh yeah, I've been outside um all uh all last week and uh and today uh it was actually really nice. It almost got up to 50. So oh, nice. weather's a lot better. But at one point it was like the wind chill was like negative 35 or something. And I was like, <laughs> I had never experienced anything like that. Yeah, that's <laughs> that was terrible. nuts. <laughs> what's the terrain like where you live like do you have trails um, and things around you or yeah i live right next to uh, a lake that has a trail that goes around it and if i just did the loop around it's like eight miles so it's oh nice it's actually pretty awesome i love running around the lake here um and then if uh there's construction right now but typically you would never get stopped either there's um so it, it's it's actually pretty cool and um when before I had never um, been to Nebraska before we started thinking about moving here and I just assumed it was flat but Omaha is actually very hilly oh, <laughs> and really? uh, so I've gotten a lot more hill training than I did in Indianapolis since we moved here interesting yeah that's that is kind of surprising to hear yeah I I, I was shocked but <laughs> yeah. it's actually been pretty beneficial so yeah a pleasant surprise there yeah well, cool. So we start off each episode with what's called tier talk. We rank our favorite three in a specific category. And when I was stalking you online in preparation for this interview, <laughs> saw that your favorite food or maybe pre-race food or something is the bagel and lox. Is that true? Oh yeah. I love a good bagel with lox. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. So we're going to rank our favorite three uh, bagel flavors. Um, do you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Um, I can go first if you want. Uh, okay. I definitely, my go-to is the everything bagel. Um, and then followed by the pretzel bagel. Nice. Uh, the theme there being, I like salt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then the, uh, I'd just say the third would be Asiago. There we um, go. So. It's more of a, more of a savory bagel. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I used to love sweet bagels, but I, I have been off them for quite a while. I don't, because I, I like to anymore. I like to make like uh, egg sandwiches with bagels or put something on a bagel, and a sweet bagel just isn't good for that. No, for sure. I'm I'm actually the same. So I snuck a, a sweet bagel on here at number three, but I'm definitely if I have the choice, I'm going savory. But my number three, I feel like a classic sweet bagel is blueberry. I was I was between that and cinnamon raisin, but went with I feel like the more classic blueberry. Number two, pretzel similar to you i love the salt of it i just love pretzels in general so pretzel absolutely pretzel buns pretzel i've pretzel. got a bag of pretzels right next to me right now <laughs> there you go. My God. Uh, and the number one asiago um kind of like what you're saying pretty versatile for for anything make a sandwich out of it like it's just absolutely a, another classic so I, that's my I top approve. three i definitely approve <laughs> there we go that's all i needed right there um so next is the uh, next icebreaker is what's called car talk it's basically the the thoughts we have when driving the car running alone basically those times when you're alone just thinking uh so it's my not to 
to my own horn here, but I made it another year, my 28th birthday today. Um, and I've, I feel like I mentioned this on the podcast before, but I don't feel like that old, but the thing I've noticed the most as I like continued to get older is my ability to recover seems to be slowing down. Like, I feel like my peak fitness maybe is like, I can reach those heights still, but like my like day to day, I just need more, need to pay more attention to my body. Like I'm definitely not 16 anymore where you can just do whatever you want, you know? And then less serious, we went out to brunch with my family yesterday to a restaurant called The Loft at Traders Point Creamery in Zionsville. Oh yeah, I've been there. Have you? <laughs> it's good. Okay. So this is, I don't know if this is a hot take or not, but I think it's the best restaurant in Indianapolis or in the surrounding areas. I um, think you can make a good argument for that for sure. Yeah. Do you have a, another one that you'd, you'd put up there? Or? Oh man, I gotta, I gotta recall my, um, my Indianapolis restaurant knowledge. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, uh, shoot. I don't have anything for you right now, but <laughs> oh, it's all good. Yeah. I, I'm blanking on Indianapolis restaurants. I know uh, my go-to pizza was Goodfellas and uh, Greeks Pizza. I like both those places. Greeks is great. So if I if I had to narrow it down to to one uh, specific uh, genre, then then we'll go with pizza, <laughs> Greeks go. and and Goodfellas. <laughs> we have very similar tastes in food, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um cool is there anything that you've been thinking about the past couple weeks anything on your mind uh you know um with the trials coming up i've 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 been getting emails like almost constantly about uh things uh that i need to do to prepare so a lot of a lot of mental checklists going on in my mind like uh gotta get bottles i gotta be the right size gotta make sure the uniform mm. is uh up to code gotta make the shoes are up to code make sure i uh can get to the start you know <laughs> so wow. a lot of mental checklists and out, outside of that maybe like uh what book i'm gonna listen to next i don't know i listen to a lot of audiobooks when i run <laughs> okay not do you ever listen to music um not really. I'm more of an audiobook audiobook person. Um, I actually got through um, 50 audiobooks last year. Oh. Um, so you can tell I did a lot of running. <laughs> so a lot yeah, of them were pretty long. <laughs> um, do you use Audible or what do you use? Uh, I use Libby. Uh, so it just ties in with the uh, your public library. So everything's free. Oh, really? Yeah. Sometimes you have to wait a little bit, but there's enough books where if you just kind of put things on the wait list, um, you'll get what you want quick enough. So you just stay, you stay, uh, constantly, um, you have a book and you're just waiting for another book. And when you get through that, another yeah. one pops up. So I don't, uh, I always have something on Libby that I'm listening to. Okay. Pretty good selection or. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You can get most, most anything. Um, and I have a little, uh, hack, but don't tell anybody at the public libraries. I think it's okay. But I got <laughs> Omaha uh public library link and i still have an indianapolis uh public library <laughs> so i'm pulling from two libraries a lot Not of it depends me. on which library you know that there you, you uh you have your card with but <laughs> is that why you moved to get the extra library yeah definitely that that is definitely the reason <laughs> yeah. so this will be your third trials right absolutely yeah 2012 2016 and then now 2024 
has the process changed a lot or significantly from each trial? Uh, yeah, yeah, a lot. <laughs> yeah, imagine since it's been like eight years, especially with like super shoes and all that. Oh, sure. yeah. Uh, yeah, super shoes. Uh, if you don't use them, I highly recommend. <laughs> <laughs> they sure. make a big difference. <laughs> That's cool. So you're your third time around. Are you how are you feeling head into it? Are you excited and feeling the same way you did the past two or does it feel different? Um, it, there are a lot of, uh, a lot of mixed emotions, I suppose. Um, you know, uh, it's kind of a mix of, um, happy to be there, um, with, uh, well, gosh, darn it. The last two didn't go how I wanted it to. So like, you know, a little redemption. And then, uh, you know, I also get a front row seat to watch the best uh, athletes in the country, uh, go try to make the Olympic team, which is pretty cool experience. And sure. I, one I didn't expect to be doing, uh, even like six months ago. So, so it's, uh, so it's just kind of, it's just kind of uh, a lot of mixed emotions. You know? Yeah, no, I can definitely understand that. Uh, well, cool. So we're going to get into your story, your journey in running, uh, from the beginning till, till now. So we'll start from the beginning. Uh, how'd you get your, your start in running? Uh, what other activities and things were you doing when you were young? What else were you interested in? Um, well, uh, you know, I was one of those kids, typical story, played all the sports and, and uh, all the ball sports and was pretty bad at all of them. Um, usually uniforms didn't fit and, you know, like helmets too big. So I can't even see the ball to swing at for baseball and, you know, <laughs> things like that. I could run down the court really fast and people would throw me uh, a basketball and I'd probably just miss it you know? like, <laughs> so uh but i could get down the court fastest and i could get to the first base the fastest so there was a theme uh so when i got to middle school and, and track and field was offered i uh i i jumped at the uh opportunity and um i actually took to the uh shorter distances uh first uh 100 200 meter dash long jump um because they played a video of uh, Carl Lewis um, and it was a VHS. They wheeled in like a, a TV and then put in a VHS of Carl Lewis talking about track and field. And it's like, man, I want to do all his events. So it's like 100, 200, four by one, long jump. That's what I did in middle school. And I was actually very successful. Uh, still a lifetime undefeated in the 200 meter dash. I never oh. lost uh never gonna race it again but yeah never undefeated though <laughs> and go. then you know when i got into high school i just kind of moved up and uh had success at longer distances yeah so you went to bloomington south did you grow up in bloomington yes yeah i'm from bloomington mm -hmm. okay born and raised undefeated yep. um, um you said undefeated in the 200 undefeated in 200 yep <laughs> yeah. um so what prompted the move up in distance just kind of a natural progression or uh yeah I, when i got to um when i got to high school I, I didn't really feel like i was quite able to compete on the level that i wanted to in the 100 and 200 and things like that so my coach uh you know we we sat down and and i and talked about different distances and just tried out different things i think i i just probably tried a bunch of things and and figured out what maybe i could be the most competitive in and it, i ended up landing in for my first three years, uh, 400, 800, um, made it, made us got a spot on the four by eight team. And, and we had a really, um, very good team. We actually qualified my freshman year and I got to run at state my freshman year, which is a really cool experience. 
uh, right off the bat. So fell in love with the middle distance first. And then um, my senior year, I, I started running like the mile. So it kind of got a little bit longer. Okay. So being a sprinter in middle school, then transitioning up in distance, like I feel like a lot of sprinters don't have a ton of love for, for distance training. Like, how did you feel about it? How did you approach it? Um, well, I was also a, a, a cross country runner. I, I ran cross country. I didn't run my seventh grade year. I, I chose to play football, which is a terrible mistake. And then, <laughs> that was like the only sport that I ever played that I absolutely hated every aspect of it. Uh, <laughs> but so then like, but I did, I, I did have some exposure to distance, uh, cross country. And then I, um, I continued that into, um, into high school. So I ran cross country all four years as well. So I wasn't like a true, you know, sprinter, sprinter. I still did the distance and, um, it took me a little bit to get into like the cross country. And I feel like, uh, I always kind of lagged a little bit behind on my development with cross country in, um, in high school. But, uh, but that helps transition to like, you know, you do that and then like 800 is still feels like a sprint, you know? <laughs> yeah, true. Did your, so did your training look pretty different from fall to spring with the different event focus or? Um, yeah, I would say so. You move from more like uh threshold, like steady state training to like pounding out quarters on the track, you know, <laughs> right. or doing some kind of pyramid workout where you're working down from like six to whatever, one fifties or something. Right. Uh, I, I don't remember a lot of specifics because I'm kind of old. <laughs> it's been a long time. <laughs> so, but that Fair sounds enough. about right. <laughs> there we go. There we go. So you qualified for state in the four by eight. So you said four by eight or four by four your freshman year? Uh, we had a team go in the four by eight. Um, I ran my first th uh, three years, freshman through junior year. I was on a four by eight team that went to state. My senior year, I, I did more individual stuff, but uh, yeah, we went my freshman year, um, had a little bit of success, didn't, uh, didn't medal or anything, but we, we made it. And then my sophomore year, we came back and, um, we, we got a lot better and we ended up, uh, setting the state meet record at the time and, uh, winning state. So that, that was a pretty incredible experience. Yeah. Were you guys the favorites coming in? Um, us and Portage, uh, were, were the heavy favorites um if i recall <laughs> i don't remember what we were seated um you know the stats pretty well so i don't know <laughs> to yeah. be honest but i think so i know portage was a, a big um uh, heavy contender going into it and which was hilarious because in college at ball state i ended up being teammates with like their almost their whole four by eight team oh, yeah? and it, we we talked about it all the time it was great <laughs> that's hilarious did you guys know each other much in high school or you just knew they went to portage yeah no i didn't know him i didn't know him in high school uh because it's kind of far away portage and bloomington but True. when we went to college though i i like to i like to get my digs in on how we beat them and everything it was it was great <laughs> that's awesome um uh, how did your leg go did you run well um you can actually, uh, I posted this on YouTube years ago. You could actually watch the race if you, if anybody's interested, yeah. but no, no obligation. <laughs> 1999 <laughs> state meet four by eight. But, yeah. uh, uh, I think it went great. Our first leg, um, got us a little bit behind. He didn't have his best day. And, uh, I was the second leg and I was very happy that I got us 
back in contention and I got us for uh, it took us from second to last to second place and just like a half second or so behind uh portage and then our third leg uh, he he ran with the leaders all the way to about 300 to go and then he just blew their doors off and he ended up being a, a fantastic uh runner at BYU and uh, was on several of their DMR teams uh that were, uh, if not national champions, national contenders. So he 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 had a lot of talent. He he was a fantastic athlete. And then our anchor leg uh, also had a lot of success in college at Miami, Ohio. And he he ran solo the whole way and ran our fastest leg. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, it it was pretty incredible. Um, I don't even remember if I thought we could win state going into it. So it was a little bit of, I just remember being pretty shocked. I was like, Oh wow, we're going to win state. And that's like <laughs> the first really r- big success I ever had as a runner. And, and it, it, it just drove my passion for the sport even more. Yeah, no, I definitely understand that. So you're heading into your junior year cross country. You seem like you had a pretty big breakthrough. You ended up finishing 36th at state was a, uh, I guess what changed and was part of it having that success in track? Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, I, I remember, um, training a little harder over the summer. I think after that, um, putting in a little more miles, uh, we were kind of a low mileage team, which I think fed into more of the, the middle distance type running. Um, I mean, I don't, I didn't, I don't even know if GPS watches existed. <laughs> it was just <laughs> sad, but uh, I, I, I mean, it would all be guesses on how much we actually ran uh, maybe like 30, 40, 40 miles tops. Uh, the longest run I did in high school was like, we would do 13 mile long run once at our camp. Uh, so I think that fed a little more into the the track stuff ultimately. Uh, but I do remember taking it a little more serious after that. And then, um, and cross country, like I said, it, it's always been a bit of a struggle for me. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> why, <laughs> but it, it just, it, it's a little tougher for me to run on grass. I, I don't know. Roads and track that, that seems that's to be my niche. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's my sweet spot. <laughs> so now that you're a marathoner and even longer distances, you've been um, racing the past couple of years. Has that changed your thoughts on like mileage and maybe even for like a high school athlete like I don't know does that change how you view what you did back in those days uh in some ways yes in some ways no like do I think I would have been better if I ran a lot of miles in high school I would say absolutely do I think I would have continued my lifelong passion of running if I ran a bunch of miles in college or in high school um undetermined i don't know <laughs> you know what I mean? you yeah. know so that that's something i um i would i've always thought would be and i'm not a uh uh exercise science person or anything but if i was i think that would be a very interesting study to see do miles actually affect long-term growth in running i i don't know yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know i think i i did enough to uh stay passionate about the sport. And I know that's important. Um, and that's something that, um, I think if you, if you struggle and you're not, you're not into it and you're not enthusiastic about what you're doing, you can't do the training. And Mm -hmm. if you can't do the training, you can't be successful. So for sure. 
I think another interesting study study would be like a correlation between high school mileage and like lifetime runners to see yeah. like what they did in high school, if that contributed, like for the ones that did like 60 plus, are they still going kind of thing? Yeah, absolutely. I would love to know that. So if anybody's listening, that's <laughs> uh, exercise science, a major or in a PhD program, there you go. This dissertation there idea right go. there. <laughs> Better side us, you know? Uh, so you win state your sophomore year, have a really solid junior year. Um, was was sophomore year state your favorite moment of high school, or is there other moments that stick out to you? Um, yeah, I would have to say that's the biggest highlight for sure. Um, yeah, that that was just so incredible and so unexpected. And you know, like when you're on a team like that, you know that that's one thing. High school and college it's hard to replicate when you get out is, is, you know, you're running for your team mm. and then that, it makes you push harder. And it, it's just, it's just, a, it's a great experience. I don't know. I, so, um, so I think that is definitely the fact that we did it as a team and came together and, and set the record. I think that that has to be a definite, definitely the top for me in high school. For sure. Um, when did college running come into the picture? When did you, when did you become interested in continuing after high school? And like, when did that become real? Um, I think, uh, like I said, it's been a long time, but I, I would, I would say I was thinking about this and, um, I remember, um, we had a little locker room and, uh, our coach had, uh, put a letter in my locker from some small college or whatever, some D3 schoolers. I don't remember what college it was, but I was like, a college is interested in me. And then <laughs> I was like, Whoa, that's pretty cool. And then, and then like, it, it turned out everybody got the same letter. <laughs> but, you know, it got me thinking about it though. So I was, I was pretty pumped. So then I, then I started thinking about that, um, about running in college being a possibility for sure. Okay. So you initially ended up at Ball State. How did that come about? And then what other schools were you considering besides Ball State? Um, uh, you know, I, 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 this is one of my high school regrets. I was a bit of a procrastinator and didn't really like seriously start thinking about colleges until late into my senior year. And so I was after my state meet had already in, ended, I was still going on visits and, you know, like it's a it's terrible time to go on visits because there's no one on campus. Yeah. Uh, but I was talking to a few coaches. Um, I definitely um, loved my coach at Ball State, Jim Troutman. Um, and uh, and he really intrigued me with like his um, he had that exercise science background and just the whole like breaking down running and scientifically um, mm -hmm. was something that really like, interests me a lot. And I think that's why I ended up going there ultimately. Uh, but I was looking at uh, different uh, levels too. I had uh, Hanover College and uh, Indiana State was probably uh, maybe my number two. I know my grandpa really wanted me to go to Indiana State. I'm, I don't know why, but he really liked it. We we wanted it. That was one of the busy visits I went on with my grandpa and he he loved Indiana State. So, <laughs> <laughs> there go. so that was that was up there. Indiana State, Ball State, and I remember Hanover. And so basically mostly Indiana schools. Did you know for sure you wanted to run in college or would you have gone somewhere 
house to not run? Uh, no, I definitely wanted to run in college and I was getting some scholarship offers too. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it even considered, it was never a, yeah, I don't think I even considered not running in college <laughs> at yeah. that point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you choose Ball State. How was the, the transition to Ball State? A new school, new ish city, new team. Yeah. Um, well, I think, uh, you know, I had taken running pretty serious all through high school and I, I graduated and got a little bit, maybe had a little niche too much, too much fun over the summer and, and (laughs) didn't do the training that I needed to. I, I feel like that I, that I should have done, um, in preparation for college. So, um, anybody's listening and they're in that situation don't do that <laughs> so then i got there and i'm like thinking i'm 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 in pretty good shape because they offered me money and everything and i find out like i'm getting beat by a lot of guys on the team that came in more prepared mm-hmm. and it was kind of like low man on the totem pole so you know so i had to prove myself for a while and so it was like uh i was i redshirted cross country and indoor track ended up by the time uh outdoor track came along i i got i got to run and, and and i had whipped myself into some kind of shape and and did our did all right um i think my sophomore year is where i started like realizing i need to take it a lot more serious and i put in a, a way better training than i did the year before and, and made some big jumps so was it like discouraging at first or did you kind of know like okay i know i didn't train over the summer and this is what Gonna yeah, it was more, I was, I was a little bit embarrassed. <laughs> I was like, okay, uh, yeah, this isn't going to cut it. I need to up my game. <laughs> yeah. So. so coming into college, like, did you s- still have a, a love for running? It was more just like one last summer kind of thing or? Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. I absolutely, uh, was still in love with running. It was just kind of like, I got caught up just hanging out with friends that, I just knew that like maybe this was the last time we were going to spend time together potentially because we're all going to go our separate ways. And, and I guess I uh, didn't prioritize running like I should. It's not like I didn't run, but I didn't run enough. Hmm. Um, and already coming from a low mileage background. And then uh, in college, we upped the miles quite a bit. So I was, I was kind of adjusting to that as well. So um but I don't, I don't necessarily regret it. Cause I got, I redshirted and, and learned and, and got to know everybody. I still had a great time. So. So heading into your sophomore year, you said you started taking it a little more seriously. Um, what did that look like and how was the next year? Um, well, uh, I definitely put in a lot more miles over the summer. Um, I don't remember exactly what, and I wish I had a training log or, a GPS watch to tell me because it's all <laughs> just guesswork. But I definitely, um, I, I, I think I, I, I might have even stayed over the summer um, in Muncie and trained with with other uh, guys on the team that stayed over the summer, and I think that helped a lot. Um, and you know, I, I was, I was a little bit embarrassed with my effort the freshman year, so I, I was definitely out to prove myself. Um, so I came back and I was, I was varsity. I was a varsity uh, cross country runner this time around, and uh, I I have a plaque for it. So I, I I don't remember what place I was, but I was voted MVP of the cross country team. So <laughs> I must have did something right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And, yeah, and then uh, I had a really good indoor track season, which I I actually 
I loved indoor track in college. I mean, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe more than outdoor, but I don't know. It's close. I, I really liked indoor track. So I had a, I had a great indoor track season that year. Um, and outdoor, I started to get into some steeple chasing. I think it might, maybe even the year before too. Um, I don't quite remember, but that was kind of fun. Just a new thing to learn and, and try to master. So in high school, having done like, or I guess between high school and middle school, having done almost like every distance, was there an expectation of what you do coming into college or was it kind of up to you to decide where you fit? Uh, yeah, I think it was just trying to figure out what I'm going to be best at, uh, in regards to the other talent on the team. Um, I remember we had a, we actually ended up putting a really good DMR together and got second in the Mac. Uh, so that was kind of fun. I've had a lot of good success on relays, <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but you know, it's just trying to find my place. I didn't really care about the distance. It's like, what, what, where am I going to excel? So, um, going into college, I would have said, I'm going to, I probably would have told you, I'm going to break four in the mile, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, I had lofty goals. I mean, and back then, four in the mile was was pretty stout. I know everybody does it now, but <laughs> <laughs> so um, I I really got into like the three k uh, indoor uh, steeplechase, um, so things like that. At Ball State, it was kind of uh, more like a little bit longer distance. Whereas when I went to USI uh, Southern Indiana, I got back into more middle distance on the D two level. So you've obviously gone on to have a ton of great success. Uh, I imagine that takes some level of, of self-belief and belief that you can go out and do these things. Have you always had a high level of belief that you, like, if you have the opportunity, you can prove yourself or has that gone up and down throughout your career? If you'd like to continue listening to this episode of the podcast, you'll need to subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Indiana runner. Once you do, you'll get access to all full-length episodes of the interview portion of the podcast, in addition to other subscriber-only content, including extra content on race previews and recaps, book club episodes, the ability to ask my guests questions, and much more. Thanks again for listening to and supporting this podcast. I look forward to connecting with you on Patreon.